0: This anointed teaching by Apostle Theo Volmerans comes to you from Christian Family Church International. Praise the Lord. Well, we got a great, great evening ahead of us here. Um, before I pray, I just want to mention that I am going to teach our message tonight, the an Army, but I've been wrestling... The Spirit of God has been wrestling with me while I've been in prayer the last day or two. And last night I was in bed. I had to get out of bed because I had to write something God gave me. So I went downstairs and I wrote out my message for tomorrow. Um, And I got to bed about two in the morning because I was inspired to write a message, and that happens to me. So I just wrote the whole message out last night. And uh, so what I had, I had prepared a message, More Than Conquerors Part 3, for tomorrow. And uh, I sensed in my heart God wanted me to teach it, but I had already advertised this to an army for tonight. So um, right up until 7 o'clock tonight, I finally decided the Spirit of God wants me to teach Tomorrow's More Than Conquerors Part 3 and and, there's an army, both of those messages tonight so that I can teach tomorrow um, the message that God's given me, the special message in the afternoon. So I'm going to speak for... Sixty minutes tonight as I teach both messages. Is that okay? All right. We're going we're gonna to go hard and fast, but you're going to be thoroughly blessed. Get ready. Father, we bow before you now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for this wonderful opportunity to gather together to study your word. And I thank you for what you're going to do as a result of this here tonight. I know you're going to come down and visit us by your spirit. In a mighty way after this message is done and i thank you father now as i come to teach that so i don't have to trust or depend on limited human abilities to teach but i do depend on you spirit of god therefore i know without doubt that you anoint my mind that i might grasp the revelation that will rise in abundance from my heart within thank you now for a supernatural recall of the scripture i believe that your word will flow from my mouth smoothly, accurately, clearly, without hindrance from anything, carried by your anointing, your power, and your love to each person's mind, bring understanding removing confusion, that you will enter every heart, bringing faith, dispelling every fear. And we'll be careful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory for all that's built and accomplished through your word and by your spirit Here today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Could I have a little more? Um reverb, please, on the sound. All right, we finished off on uh yesterday with John fourteen twelve. So that's what we'll pick up right now, more than conquerors. John fourteen twelve. New King James. Most assuredly I say to you, Jesus said, He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these will He do, because I go to my Father. So saying this, Jesus said, we will do the same works He did. Open blind eyes, raise the dead, open the deaf ears. All those wonderful things Jesus did, we will do that. And greater works, in other words, more in quantity. And whatever you command in my name, that I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Say this, when I use the name of Jesus to command the purpose of God, God will be glorified because of what Jesus does. Jesus wants us to use His name so that God the Father can receive honor. So that when I see a miracle as a result of using the name of Jesus, it will bring honor to God. That's what Jesus wants. And if you command anything in my name, I will do it. Now the Greek here means, whatever you command in my name, if I don't have it, I'll make it. If you command anything in my name, I'll do it. The Greek actually means, if I don't have it, I'll make it. Now these scriptures reveal the authority Christ has given to the new creation. The new creation. All right? The first Adam has his descendants in the earth right now. All those that don't know Jesus, they're part of the first Adam descendants. The second Adam came to fix the problems caused by the first one. You can read about that, 1 Corinthians 15. And we are descendants of the second Adam, namely Jesus. And you become a descendant of the first Adam by being born. And you become a second, you become a descendant of the second Adam by being born again. Amen. So then, these scriptures tell us boldly about the authority we have in Jesus. Say this. uh, I must boldly use Christ's authority as if it were my own because... It is my own. So, this I'm an equal heir of Christ. I'm one with Christ. He is the head, and I'm in his body. That's who the new creation is a new species of being in the earth, descendants of Christ, the second Adam. God has seen us this way. From the moment he raised Christ from the dead. From the moment he raised Christ from the dead. Here's some tips for us as a family of God. Number one, meditate in the scriptures that reveal who God has made us into. Say that. Meditate Amen. in the scriptures that tell us who God has made us into. All right. Number two, say this. I must confess that Christ is alive in me and that He is living His life through me. Say this, Christ is living His life through me. I am a glove on His hand. Number three, I must boldly declare what Christ will do through me. Number four. I must speak. Come on, family. I must speak to the circumstances around me and command them to fall in line with God's will. Number five, say this on Christ's behalf. I must use Christ's authority in the earth to set things in God's order. Then, number six, I must lift my hands and worship God for a few minutes. Now, if you'll do that, you'll mobilize the angels and scatter the demons. Genesis 17 1. When Abram was 99 years old, Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be called Abraham, for I have made you the father of many nations. So God said that to Abram before Isaac was born. Your name is Abraham. I have made you the father of many nations. Romans four seventeen says, God it gives life to the dead and calls those things that be not those things which do not exist as though they did god calls those that things that be not as though they were those things that do not exist as though they did exist god said you are the father of many nations before isaac was born and that is the simple principle of the operation of faith which works the same in every realm in every dimension no matter what you're dealing with if you're using faith whether you're praying in faith confessing it in faith exercising authority faith is the same in every realm call those things that be not as though they were once you prayed and asked for what you want amen now then that's like a thermometer or a thermostat on the wall in the house. If it's cold inside the house, or let's say it's hot in summer, it might be 90 degrees Fahrenheit outside or 35 degrees centigrade outside, and inside the house you want to set it on 25. So you set the thermostat to 25 degrees inside, and the thermostat will bring the temperature down from 35 to 25. You see, the thermostat calls the temperature to 25. Say so that the thermostat calls the temperature to 25. When you set on 25, the thermostat calls the temperature to become 25 you are the thermostat you set the temperature of everything you want by calling it the way you want it to be and the circumstances change and come into line with you the thermostat amen you bring everything into god's order god calls those things that be not as though they were he calls those things that be not the way he wants them to be You are the father of many nations. I am the healed resisting sickness. I am prosperous. I'm calling myself prosperous. And poverty comes into line with prosperity. Amen. Praise God. Now there are many examples in the Bible of men and women who have had great faith. They were able to accomplish great exploits to further God's cause in the earth. In Joshua 10. We see that Joshua commanded the sun to stand still in Gibeon and the moon to stop over Agilon. The Bible says in Joshua 10, 14, And there has been no day like that, before it or after it, that the Lord heeded the voice of a man, that God heeded the voice of Joshua and stopped the sun and the moon for approximately 23 hours. When Elijah challenged the 450 prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel, he called down fire from heaven to consume the sacrifice and the water he had poured onto the sacrifice and the fire came down and consumed it all. Moses poured the Red Sea. Three million people walked across the sea on dry land. Moses spoke to a rock, a giant one and water gushed out enough for three million people and their animals. David slew a bear and a lion with his bare hands and killed 11 foot giant named Goliath. Samson pulled down an entire building by pushing two structure pillars apart and in the process he killed thousands of Philistines more than he had killed in his entire lifetime all put together. Isaiah caused the sundial to move backwards at the King King Hezekiah's request. God used Joshua to pull down the mighty walls of Jericho and conquer the city. Men and women of faith conquered kingdoms. Men and women of faith conquered the, the, the promised land of Canaan and took possession of their inheritance. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown to the burning fire furnace, but their faith protected them from any harm. There wasn't even the smell of smoke on their clothes. The Shunammite woman refused to doubt or say any negative words after her son was dead. And because of her faith, her boy was raised back to life. Paul the Apostle said in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He does not depend on his own natural ability to do anything. He says, I do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Very often while having fellowship with Christians, I desire to talk about the Word of God and the things of God. But 99% of Christians want to talk about everything else except word of God and the things of God the fact is the more we talk about what God is doing for us and the wonderful word of God the stronger our faith becomes and the more victories we experience in our life the Lord Jesus spoke about his life and ministry very often from the time his ministry began Until he was led to the cross, he spoke boldly and positively about his life and ministry. He told us who he is and what his mission in life was. Jesus said in John 16, 28, i am come forth from the Father and I've come into the world. Again, I leave the world and I go to the Father. He told us what he came to do, what his mission was and who he is. John 14, 9, the Lord Jesus said, He who has seen me has seen the Father. John 12, 45, the Lord said, He who sees me sees him who sent me. And 46, He said, I have come as a light into the world that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. Matthew 5, 17, Jesus said, I did not come to destroy the law, but to fulfill the law. Matthew 12, 40, he said, For as Jonah was three days and nights in the belly of the great fish, saw the Son of Man be three days and nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will rise up in the judgment of this generation and condemn it, because they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and indeed a greater than Jonah is here. The, the Queen of South, the queen of the south will rise up in judgment with a generation of condemn it for, the, for, the, for she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon and needed greater than Solomon is here. John 10.10, 10, Jesus said, The thief does not come except to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they might have life and that they might have life more abundantly. In John 14.6, Jesus said, I am the way the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. In John 8, 24, Jesus said, For unless you believe that I am who I say I am, you will die in your sins. So we see Jesus constantly confessed who he is and what his mission was in his life. We should constantly be confessing who we are and what our mission is. Our mission is to bring God's blessing into this world, to bring peace and harmony and prosperity, salvation for everybody. We are here to carry on the works of God. That's what we're here for. And if we have the testimonies, of great men and women of faith in history who've conquered nations destroyed cities that were against God and won battles that were impossible stopped the sun in the sky the moon in the sky poured the rivers and the sea surely we can believe God today for our generation to come to Christ and claim our nation for Christ surely we can stand up for God and make a difference with our faith speaking in the realm of the Spirit. Stop the demons and release the angels. Surely we can do the same. And surely we can confess our mission and why God has us here. For we are born at a time such as this for a purpose on purpose. We are not here by accident. Not from a fleshly point of view do we say all these great things. But we say it because God says it. And that's our confession. We have to hold fast to it. Now, have a look at Romans chapter 8 and verse 15. Romans 8 <clears throat> and verse 15. And I read this the other night or the other day, but I want to read it again. New Living Translation. It says So you should not be like cowering, fearful. Slaves. You should behave instead like God's very own children, adopted into His family, calling Him Father, dear Father. You know, when I got off the plane here in uh, Johannesburg, I said to Pastor Bev, Now I understand why God gave me this message. Because I sensed the oppression and the depression and the lack of hope among the people in the realm of the Spirit. I picked it up immediately. I stepped off the aircraft here in Jansford. Family of God, we are not to let that Spirit destroy our faith because God is greater than the devil, our enemy in this world. Satan has been running amok long enough in Africa, and we are going to change that. We are going to change that. We are in charge, not the devil, not demons. For His Holy Spirit speaks to us deep in our hearts and tells us that we are God's children. And since we are God's children, we share His treasures. For everything God gives to His Son, Christ, is ours too. Say that everything God gave to Christ is mine by covenant relationship. Say this together with me. I'm a child of God. I'm a son and daughter of God. I am an heir of God. I'm a joint heir with Christ. Now I say this, when I confess, what we see in the scripture, Jesus begins to function through me freely. Again, when I confess what the scripture says about me, Christ rises up in me and begins to work through me freely. Raise your right hand and say this together. I have inherited all Christ's attributes, I have inherited all Christ's qualities, I have inherited all Christ's abilities, I have inherited all Christ's nature, I am wise with Christ's wisdom, I am strong with Christ's strength, I am righteous With Christ's righteousness, I am am alive. alive. With Christ's life, I am complete in Christ. Christ. I have inherited inherited. all Christ owns. owns. I have inherited inherited. all Christ can do. I have inherited inherited. all Christ is. is. I have been born born of God. God is my very own Father. I'm God's very own child. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says, Say this, But thanks be to God, it gives me the victory through my Lord Jesus Christ. That's all the time. Say this, 1 Corinthians 2.14, Now thanks be to God, who always leads me in triumph in Christ, who always orders my steps in triumph on the road of victory. Now I say this, Ephesians 5.30, I am a member of Christ's body, of His flesh, and of His bones. 1 Corinthians 6.17 Say, I am one spirit with Christ. Ephesians 2.6 Say this, I am one with Christ. 1 John 4.17 Say this, As Christ is, so am I now in this world. Romans 8.37 Say this, Yet in all these things In all these challenges of life, I am more than a conqueror through Christ who loves me. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. All you conquerors, praise the Lord. Say this, I dare not. Take, sorry, say this, I dare to take my place as a son or as a daughter of God in this world. Today, I take my place as a son of God, as a daughter of God in this world. I'm not like the descendants of Adam. I am a child of God. I am born of deity. I am royalty. I am royalty, praise God. Now, you know, Prince Harry and Prince William are royalty, but only for a few years. But you and I are royalty for eternity. (laughs) Hallelujah. Yes, you are royalty. And you know who thinks that? And who says that? God said that. God thinks that. You and I have both heard people say, so-and-so got born again last night. They got saved last night. We know from God's viewpoint, he didn't just get saved last night. God saved him when he raised Christ from the dead. The man only accepted his salvation last night. The redemption of God has been available for more than 2,000 years. However, it only now becomes a reality to some people. When somebody says, thank God, Jesus is the Lord of my life, I'm saved, that's when it becomes real to him. That's when he accepts what has been his for 2,000 years. Now, by boldly declaring what God has made us into as a new creation, by boldly declaring what we have said now, It becomes a reality in our life. Just like salvation to the unsaved, we start standing in and walking in the total victory that belongs to us, our inheritance, our Canaan, the same way. Say this, when I declare what the Word of God says about me, the conqueror, rises up in me. Say it again, when I begin to say what the Bible says about me, what God sees me to be, what He paid for me to be on the cross, then the conqueror begins to rise up in me. And people recognize the authority and the anointing of Christ on my life. Amen. Say so this, demons will be afraid of me. Amen. So this, when I confess the Word, what God says about me, the Lordship of Jesus takes charge of my life. I give Him Lordship. Say so this, when I confess what God says about me, I break Satan's influence over me, I gather the angels to me, and I scatter the demons. With Christ's ability we can attend it to our daily tasks And with Christ's ability, we can attend to challenges in life with supernatural weapons. We can bring God's plan and purpose, God's order and blessing, God's prosperity and peace to South Africa. And if it doesn't happen, it's not God's fault He put us in charge. Authority belongs to us, whether we realize it or not. It's almost as bad as the poor sinner out there tonight who's on his way to hell because he just doesn't know that God has cancelled his debt. The poor sinner does not know that God has cancelled his debt, so he's on his way to fires of hell through ignorance. And unfortunately, many Christians are ignorant. They just don't know that they have the authority of Christ to use at their disposal. They don't know it. So live under Satan's influence. Christians have realized that Jesus Christ is the supreme authority. However, the church has not realized that Christ, the head of the church, is totally dependent on the church, his body, to get his plan accomplished. Christ cannot accomplish his plan on his own without us. He has committed himself to only work through the church. The only way Christ can exercise, the only way, Christ can exercise authority over the kingdom of darkness on this planet is through the church, through the body of Christ. He will not exercise authority over demons apart from you. He'll allow the devil to harass you, steal from you, destroy the country while you watch. He will not do anything about it. He has given all authority to you. if Christ was going to do something, he would have done it by now. It's not the will of God that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But you don't see that happening, do we? All the wars in the world, that's not God's plan. Jesus said in John 10, 10, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly." Satan came to kill, steal, and destroy. The wars in the world are from the devil. All murders are from the devil. All evil is from the devil, and Jesus is not stopping any of it. Don't blame my Father for that. It's not my Father's fault, it's our fault. Because He gave all the authority to us, child of God. We're letting the devil do it. We need to speak out in that spirit realm. Speak out from our house. You see something on TV? Speak to it and say, in the name of Jesus, I bind you, Satan. Stop harassing these people through those individuals. And you know, if the church of Jesus Christ will all start talking like that, demons are going to freak out, back away, stop their works. If the church will start talking that way, together, unity, the devil is going to have a real problem. And we'll see things change. We'll see men of God running every place of authority in this nation. Men of God, women of God, who want to see Jesus' principles operating in every dimension of the nation. So, in Ephesians one twenty-two, God put all things under the authority of Christ under His feet. It says that He put all things under feet, under His feet, and go back there. Go back to that verse. And gave him to be head of all things to the church. Now look at the next verse. Luke 10, 19. Say this. God put all things on the feet of Christ. Now are you in the body of Christ? Well, then all things are under your feet. all things are under your feet because you're seated in christ in heaven on the right hand of god the place of authority the center of all power of the universe you are seated in the completed work of christ he's resting you are working right now exercising his authority to bring peace and order here on earth that's why luke ten nineteen says behold i give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Jesus said, You walk on serpents and demons and scorpions. You walk on the devil because he's under your feet. He's under your feet. You are in the body of Christ. Matthew 28, 18. All authority has been given to me, Jesus said. Matthew 28, 18. Go, therefore, make disciples of every nation. All authority is given to me. Go, therefore. Before Jesus went to the cross, he entered a covenant with them in the upper room. He ate the passover of a meal. And he said, My blood, drink the wine, he said, because my blood is going to be shed for a new covenant, This represents my body. Eat it, all of you. He said to the disciples, I'm entering a new covenant with you. And His blood on the cross sealed that covenant. So these disciples knew they had a covenant with Jesus. And when Jesus said, All authority is given to me, they knew that was their authority. Because they had a covenant with Him. All that He owned was theirs, and they were His. They didn't even ask any more questions. They just went out and used the name of Jesus. In Acts chapter 3 verse 6, Peter finds a man at the gate of the temple and he takes him by the hand and he says, name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk and the man is healed. In Acts chapter 4 verse 10, the Pharisees and Sadducees Sadducees ask, how did you you do that? And he says, if you want to know how come this Lay man's walking, let me tell you, it's by the name of Jesus and by him that this man stands out before your home. Now watch that. It says by the name of Jesus and by him. Acts 410. By the name of Jesus and by him. What's that mean? That means him and the name are the same. By the name of Jesus, he stands your whole. By him he stands your whole So the name is him. Say this when I use the name of Jesus. Jesus does it because Jesus and His name are one and the same. Say this the name of Jesus takes the place of Jesus on the earth today. So when I use that name Jesus does it immediately instantly. You know there was a time when when Jesus, uh, when Kenneth Hagin was crossing out a demon, and uh, he said to the man, <clears throat> uh, he commanded the demon to go, and then he said, Now test yourself out, and there's no change. And then he prayed for him again, commanded the demon to go, and there was no change. Then the third time, prayed for him, and the third time, commanded the demon to go, and there was no change. And the man went and sat down. Then, next minute, he sees Jesus standing on the platform next to him. And Jesus put his finger at him like this and said, I told you, in my name, you shall cast out demons. And uh, Ken Thagan said, well, Lord, that's exactly what I did. I commanded the demon to go in your name, and he didn't go. So Jesus pointed his finger back at him, and he said, I told you, in my word, Command in my name, and the demon will go. And he said, that's exactly what I did, Lord. I commanded in the name of Jesus, and the demon didn't go. Then the third time, Jesus said to him, In my word, I told you, I commanded you, I, I told you to command the demon to go in my name, and he will go. And he said, but Lord, that's what I'm trying to tell you. I did what you said, but it didn't, didn't go. And then Jesus put his finger right here under his nose and raised his voice and looked at him with those eyes, and he said, he almost freaked out. Jesus shouted at him and said, I said in my name, the demon will go. And Jesus disappeared. And Kenneth Aiken got the message. He said, come back here. He said, in the name of Jesus, get out of here, devil. <laughs> and the devil went. Let me tell you something, family of God. We are not to ask the devil sweetly to do anything. We are to command him with the name of Jesus, and he will go. He will go. Are you with me, church? Praise God. That's why Jesus said in Matthew 18, 18, whatever you bind on earth, Will be bound in heaven. Whatever. What does the word "whatever" mean? Say this. Whatever means, whatever, because that's what whatever means. Amen. In the Greek. Praise God. So this. Whatever I bind on earth, heaven will back me up. Whatever I allow on earth, heaven. <laughs> Will back me up. Praise God. Praise God. Say heaven, heaven is waiting he said, for, me. for me. It didn't say whatever heaven bonds you must agree with. That's some some folks think that's how it works. He said whatever you bond, heaven will back you. Heaven's waiting for you. Are you tracking me, church? Now then, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Vollmeranz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Vollmeranz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners,